if it was one of your friends saying the same things to you, you'd be like, no, I just don't. I know, I exactly. That's exactly yeah, what I thought. Exactly. And I was just like, you're such a cliche. <laughs> Welcome back to episode two of Same Shit, Different Brain with Rebecca Ryder. Thank you very much for all of you who listened to the first episode. I was overwhelmed by all the nice comments and messages. I literally had zero expectations and that's not false modesty or anything. As RuPaul says, that's your inner saboteur. That was a terrible RuPaul. I'm so sorry. So today I have got... Sarah Wayne on the show who I used to work with and is now a very good friend of mine she's just someone who everyone loves you know she's she's one of those people who doesn't give herself enough credit for how amazing she is she just has a heart of gold she's one of those people that you could trust 100% with your life I hope you enjoy it and here we go so I know that you're really good at writing about mental health and possibly writing social media, being really open. And I feel like you're a bit of an OG with it. Like, I feel like you were doing it before it was cool. Because <laughs> I like used to read your blog and think that point when I would like, read your posts and stuff, I would think that's so brave. Like, not in a patronizing way, but like, wish I could be like, so open. And I just thought it was so good the way that you wrote about it. And it's obviously, it's just helps other people. And that's the whole point of this podcast. I guess you have your own reasons for doing it as well, but it just makes people feel less alone. I think when they see people like you posting and realizing that, like I said last time, we all have these same kind of thoughts. But I think just talking about it, obviously, as you know, is like one of the biggest things. So yeah, thank you for coming on, basically. First question, how is your day going today? It's actually not going too bad today. I'm having a, it's a good, one of the rare good days of lockdown, I think, today. But I think I'm quite excited because it's nearly my birthday and I keep getting little yeah. things in the that I'm not allowed to open yet. So I'm on a bit of a, an up and it's my last day at work tomorrow before I've got some time off. So I'm oh, really yeah. I've got a lot. Of, so I've got that like, panic about not finishing stuff, but it's mostly like good vibes. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. And that just makes it all the better when you finish and you've yeah. got everything done and then it's and then it's your special birthday the big yeah. two one <laughs> exactly 31 again <laughs> so yeah that yeah. does that does definitely help see people like say about lockdown birthdays and everything and I think they seemed rubbish to start off with people like oh my god I've got my birthday in lockdown and um I'm sure some people some people haven't been amazing if they're on their own or whatever but I think people have got into them a bit more now and realise like you can be a bit creative with it. And to be honest, because mine's on New Year's Day as well, I just really enjoyed just chilling a bit more and not actually having the pressure to do anything. <laughs> it was quite nice. Yeah, that's what I was saying to Graham before. I kind of like feel like um, I just there's no pressure to have to plan something big because it is a big one. It's like I, I don't mind actually just staying at home and eating cake and drinking for second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah just lit you just literally make it all about you and yeah I've still got a few like zoom calls and stuff which will be nice but it's kind of yeah. spread out so it's not like a big thing it's, yeah, we, yeah. yeah we do have a wedding coming up at the end of the year so that I can have some more attention then yeah <laughs> there you go. fingers crossed you can build up to it can't you because it's 
it's yeah. coming up to the point now where you know things are reopening anyway. So it's like, I don't know about you, but this last week, I don't know whether it's connected to that as well, but I've been sleeping terribly. And then as it was coming up to like the roadmap being announced, I was kind of nervous, like, because I know that last year it was all exciting and everything in summer, but we still weren't sure how it was going to play out and what was, how it was all going to feel and everything like that. And I know that when everything did reopen, I felt like pressure to do things. And I'd been so used to just having a quieter, slower way of life for so long that I did start feeling really stressed last summer. And it sounds really bad, but there was some like sort of relief when we went back into restrictions, I think, and things just got a bit more peaceful again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> when the announcement was on was it was on Monday wasn't it when the roadmap was laid out I was yeah. like it is really good obviously like I want to be able to see my family and stuff but yeah part of me, like I'm a bit nervous about being thrust back into reality again and yeah it probably be like that I'm sure it'd be far more staged but I was the same in summer as well I was like more anxious about actually coming out of it than I was about being because you're sort of hibernating in your own cocoon I know it must be harder for people obviously who live yeah. in Rome there is a lot of I admit that I didn't I was quite lucky in that I I'm okay because I've got I live with my partner and my daughter yeah. I didn't have a time but <laughs> yeah it's, but I know it, it's hard for the people so you do feel a bit guilty I think as well but everyone I think everybody at the moment is probably feeling a mix of excitement relief anxiety dread <laughs> like all the emotions all Definitely, at once yeah I mean it was um interesting actually I did like a poll on Instagram to ask um you might have seen who'd experienced loneliness since lockdown and I think people would be surprised at the results because it was like a real mix by most people said that they had experienced loneliness and it wasn't just people who lived on their own or people who were single or whatever you might expect you know people can be lonely for any number of reasons it might be lonely at work if if they're suddenly working from home and or if a lot of people have been made redundant or people can feel lonely if they have thoughts that they don't think anyone will understand we can all agree that it's been rubbish for everyone really like no one's had an absolute picnic have they so oh, it's been a blast <laughs> yeah it's a weird one yeah because it is there have been times where it's just been really tough and like I'm I'm quite a social person, but a social person who needs her own time. And I feel like I've just had yeah, a bit, same. a bit more to the right side of it. Like I, I've had, I've had time now. I wouldn't mind being able to go and meet my friends, and yeah. go and tea at my mum and dad's house, like that. Yeah, because so, yeah, it's, it's like we know, know what that's like now. We know what it's like to have a year of mostly just having time to yourself and not being rushed around or whatever. So it gives us like space that we would never have had otherwise to just have like a newfound appreciation for life and not even just going out and whatever and doing loads of stuff just could be the small things to the big things um you know we've all discovered different things that we miss or that we appreciate that that we have been doing more as well not just things that we miss I'd like to think that like we'll be able to find a balance between the busy life that we had before and the more like slow-paced one that we've got now and that would be my yeah. yeah I think it will definitely be about the balance and not feeling like you have to say yes to everything I know for me I pressure myself to do that so it'll mm. be nice to have been able to set boundaries for yourself and know how much is going to be too much or what's going to make you feel a bit burnt out or whatever not just not feel guilty because like, I'll say yes to things I don't want to do but because I know yeah. I'll feel bad if I don't whereas not how you should live your life really no not at all it seems so obvious doesn't it but you 
a lot of the time you don't put yourself first you think well I'd rather not upset other people or whatever I'd rather not look bad or I don't want to be judged and it's just yeah a, a lot less of that going forward I think hopefully <laughs> we'll try anyway exactly so on that what would you say are the things that impact your own mental health the most I know you talked a little bit in your last podcast about social media, but that is yeah. probably the big, the big one. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's very easy to compare your life self to other people. And I think yeah. I've always been like that anyway, before lockdown, like I was sort of in the middle of all the friends who have got children, have a nice family life and all the friends that are like going out and having the fun, living their best life on holiday and stuff like that. And I'm kind of in the middle of the two. So I did kind of feel like, I feel like I should be on one of these paths and I'm not really on any and it it was quite hard but then in lockdown you compare yourself to people in a different way because it's the people that are getting up and running a marathon at like 5am and I'm like taking 45 minutes to get out of bed <laughs> and so there's that like the product the product oh, yeah. it's like it's like a competition it's a who's in lockdown sometimes I don't think it's meant that way I think people post stuff because they feel good about it and that's what they should do but then at the same time it can hurt you a little bit if you're not doing so great because it's like, people say it all the time and it's a bit of a show, but um, Instagram and stuff, it's a highlight reel, isn't it? It's not yeah. necessarily real life, which is like what you were saying before. Why I do tend to post about my, my bad things as well, like my, my bad days, because I just don't want people to feel... Because if somebody else was feeling the way I was on a certain day and I read something, I'd be like, oh my God, yeah, I'm not the only person. I really get that. So I think I just, yeah. just want to try and even it out a little bit. Yeah, no, that's the brilliant thing about your post because just normalizing stuff makes you feel so much better because you I think a lot of people think I'm not normal um I think that's such a common thought that's the irony of it it's thinking you're not normal is such a common thought which shows that it is it is normal but you just feel like the least yeah not really normal is the normal um and social media definitely encourages like we said comparison um but there's just always a different story behind it and I think a lot of it has to do with the rise of influencers and everyone wants to be an influencer and this bloody like fetishizing of perfection like perfection's boring and like I know Stu said a really good thing last week because he said when I actually think about it my life is brilliant but Instagram's making me think my life isn't up to scratch or whatever and that's what it makes you do it's horrible like especially when you see like supermodels like Kendall Jenner is the biggest supermodel in the world she's the highest paid and she's airbrushing a waist it's like unbelievable she already has this body that most people would never have because it's unusually like long and slim like a supermodel obviously figure and then she's just alienates people even more make people feel even worse and like young people especially were so impressionable it's awful. That's exactly the thing that, like, she, most people in an average life can't, like, she probably has a personal trainer. She's probably on a really specialized diet plan to stay the shape that she is. Like, yeah. And she's that. got all the time to do that as well. Mm. I don't know her schedule, to be fair, but she's got, but like, people, like, kids who are at school, because it's teenagers that this is going to affect. I mean, it impacts me. Like, I'll see people's bodies sometimes and think, oh, well, I shouldn't have eaten them. that box of Jaffa cakes that I've just inhaled. But, like, I think it. we we have our lives that we live through. We don't really have the same 
it's not it's different like she's got more opportunity to get into the shape that she and like you say there's a lot of photoshopping going on as well of course yeah people need to realize like they are fine as they are and it's it's like we were saying last week like just switching off from social media for a bit does help but at the same time um you don't want to completely avoid like anything that might be annoying it's just that um when you see it all the time it's it's bound to affect people and I think the thing that you said about lockdown like it does seem like there's a lot of people like have got like lockdown hobbies or done this done that and it's like pressure I think because we have so much free time I know I've really pressured myself a lot to be productive because like even on my weekends sometimes um because I think well I'm I'm not going out as much. I'm not doing as much of anything else anymore. So I'll just be much more productive. And then I end up feeling exhausted and it's just counterproductive because anything that I try and do, I have much less energy for. So we definitely have to use this time to just bloody rest and switch off as well. Basically, that's like the best thing that we can do for ourselves. That's productive productive as well, though, because self-care is paramount at the moment. Like if you're not looking after yourself going to be able to get through your life as well as if you if your cup is full yeah yeah exactly like being productive doesn't have to look like doing loads of stuff it can just be literally restoring yourself and taking the time that you wouldn't have been able to take before to um just feel much more energized like through the week or just yeah have that time with with your own thoughts which I think can be scary like for the first few months of lockdown that a lot of people are like oh my god like I've, I can hear like the voice in my head so much more I know I did but um after a year of yeah. it I think so many people have just gone through a whole journey with that kind of thing like just getting to know themselves better and getting to know like what they can go through and face and how they can evolve and um just listening to their own voice rather than like we touched on it last week but rather than listening to everyone else all the time or drowning out your own voice with all the noise or all the business so what would you tell other people going through these issues because um we mentioned this before the call but this is often what we don't tell ourselves on our worst days but we always know exactly what to say to our friends when they're going through it I would always say just treat your mental health exactly the same as you treat your physical health. And that, like you said, it's advice I don't always follow myself. But if you woke up and you were throwing up or you had a migraine or something, then you would probably do things to make yourself better. Like you might take a day off work or you might take some medicine or you you would do something to make sure that you rest. Whereas when we wake up and we feel a bit anxious or we feel depressed and we tend to just like carry on trying to get through the day and it's really difficult and it's exhausting just as it would be if you had a flu and you were trying to get through the day. So I think it is it's hard because like especially with like the medical side of it because waiting lists are quite long if you do try and get because I know I I've just started CBT now yeah but I had the call for that in like July August last year so it's been a long time yeah but then but then you think if I didn't do it then I'd still be waiting now it is it's it's tough but I guess there's other ways that you might be able to do privately and like that if you can but definitely just looking after yourself it's it's tough isn't it because not everyone has the means obviously and everyone can access it in different ways and if people 
there's a lot of resources online these days and a lot of positive messages that are, you know, people talk about mental health a lot more, but it's not always enough. Like that professional sport does help. Um, and inevitably the pressure on the NHS is going to be huge because so many people have needed support over the last year. But um I mean, it's definitely worth the wait, isn't it? So I know there are yeah. like charities popping up as well that could try and like take some of the burden of that. I heard about a really good one in Stockport where you can just walk in. Um, there's definitely things out there. Like there's help for anyone and everyone who needs it, no matter whether you've got money to fund it or yeah. whatever. Yeah, because there's the other that you can text shout. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but if you text shout to a, a number, you get instant support from a mental health professional. And I've done that before. Right. And it's really, it is really helpful That's because brilliant. it's just like you really support. They're really like non judgmental. They'll just help you. Because I, I, it really helped me when I got into if I find, I'll find the number and let That's you know great. so you can post it afterwards. But yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's only short. It's like a five digit number. I think as well, just like, as well as that just doing like like it, it's it's illness at the end of the day like if you of feel is, rubbish yeah. you're not well so you need to but I think that would my advice would be to just look after yourself and like like I said treat it like it's any other illness because it for some reason we just sweep it under the carpet don't we yeah. I do it all the time so completely um, yeah so conditioned to think because it's in here and you can't see it um then it's it takes second priority but it is visible because it comes out in other ways you might not be able to see a, a bruise or a, a broken limb or whatever but because of the growing awareness like the, the signs and symptoms of how it will manifest in people means that other people are becoming more aware hopefully and they can help to sort of make other people aware of when they might need help or help to try and start a conversation when they can see that they're struggling like you can you can see that most of the time I think in people but there's also like a fear of people bringing it up as well because they don't want to ask in case it's wrong or they don't want to bring it up if the person's not ready but it's so important to just try I think like fear, I think fear of offending someone or fear of awkwardness is doesn't matter as much as like just helping someone sometimes it doesn't need to be like that full-on conversation it's sometimes it's just simple as reaching out saying hope you're okay thinking about you yeah. you know just a nice message because that could be that can lift someone up if they're not feeling great it just lets them know that there's somebody there even if they don't want to have big talk about exactly what's going through with them at the moment yeah yeah completely so what would your coping method usually be when you're having one of your worst days I keep a journal uh, I've started and started at the start of the year it's something I've actually carried on doing throughout <laughs> throughout the year so far but oh, I write good. down everything that's everything that's happened in the day that kind of makes me feel that's made me happy and that's contributed to me having a, like a happy day and then anything else that's not been so great and then what I do with the good things the good to write down the bad things it just gets it all out of your head and just before I go to sleep it's just quite cathartic but the, but the good things I've got like a list on my phone I go through every Sunday and like I'll just take anything that's new in there and put it into that list and then when I'm having a crappy day like I'll just go through it and I'll maybe just pick randomly and just go through it until until I feel better and it could be something small like I love that. pajamas on when I'm working <laughs> yeah or like go for a walk or it could be something a bit bigger like booking an extra session with the counsellor that I've been speaking to but yeah. I think it just the, li the little things matter I think and sometimes the smallest thing can just make it a bit like ringing my mum or you know like going out yeah. for a walk with my dog or just something nice just to so that I think just 
thinking about those. It's like gratitude in a way, but sort of with more physical things to do. Yeah. Because it kind of, some things just take your mind off it. Yeah, just a little toolkit. Like, it's nice to have those things, isn't it? Like, I've got better at that as well. Like, I, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I used to always keep a diary. Like, it just came natural to me to write quite a lot. Um, Not, I don't think I necessarily would have done it for self-care, but I definitely did jot down, like, my thoughts and feelings so it was a good habit to start off with and then I just was always too busy throughout adulthood like I tried to start when I lived abroad and it didn't last very long but I think about a year and a half ago I started it up again and it's just so useful looking back and reading through it and yeah. I don't do it every day like I've tried to keep it up throughout lockdown as well but the thing that I found easier it's quite it's a little bit similar to yours I started a three good things every day journal and that's like less daunting for me to think, oh God, I've got to sit down and write a diary entry. It'll just be literally every day, one, two, three. And I pick three things that I liked about that day. And it's just, it's the same sort of thing as gratitude because it's made me realize that the things that make me happy aren't always like huge things, like going out and doing all this stuff and being really busy. It can just be something like, oh, I had a really good lunch or went for a really nice walk with my dog, like you say, could be something like that or spot such body or I got something or other in the post or did something at work that I enjoyed it's nice because I've been doing it for about six months now and just kind of review what it is that you look forward to and I think it makes me value like the week as well you know instead of because we all like can't wait for the weekend like we're all probably guilty of that almost of us like wishing away the week a little bit but then you feel a bit guilty for wishing away the week because you're like I don't want to waste my life wishing away <laughs> time yeah. Two days. Yeah. yeah so then it'll remind me like there are certain things that I like about Wednesdays for example like I'll have a certain lunch on a Wednesday night that like, we always have um like tuna wrap pizzas with anchovies on it's so good but I'll have that like once a week to yeah. break up the week and it just something that I still really look forward to and never gets old so yeah it's a little things like you said just look forward to like one of mine the other day was simply because the other day when it was quite warm the, the sun was out but it wasn't cold I was like feeling warm sun on my skin for the first time this year that was a I wrote that down thing. yeah I wrote that down on Monday I had lunch outside for the first time and I was like it's just so nice feeling the sun on my face <laughs> you just miss it you don't realize that you miss it until it's really cold all the time and then yeah it's nice to think that there is these are these things that are always going to happen and exactly that's and it happens like four times a year as well like every season as soon as it comes in is like a bit exciting like I know you've said before that you really like autumn and I noticed that myself last year because I live like in a greener area now and I was like amazed by all the leaves turning brown (laughs) like obviously because I was in lockdown so you notice (laughs) these things more when you have less to do but it, it is really nice I it can really perk up your day definitely so what do you think has been your biggest challenge during lockdown I found it really hard not to see family yes everybody's gonna feel that um yeah that's been tough but I think as well the whole notion because everything has been it's not just been like a full lockdown for the whole year which would be absolutely horrendous I'm kind of glad it oh, hasn't but then yeah. it's kind of like we were out of down back in it now we're in tier four now we're in the, I don't know if it was a tier four but there was tears we're in them oh, and then God, we're kind of in lockdown but you can't do this and now you can go and sit in someone's garden now you can't go and sit in someone's garden I just found it messes with your head yeah because sort of completely uh, it's hard to know what you can do and even when in the summer when it like we said before when everything started to open up again it was still kind of that anxiety but is it actually safe to do that yeah and that's something I've never seen 
think that's something that you're going to be saying. Like, we never in this life would think we would worry about being in contact with people because you might get yeah. ill. It's it's, a stra- it's really strange. But I yeah. found that the uncertainty of it all and, like, the ups and downs of it, because like, I'm one of these people who needs certainty in their life and structure, mm-hmm. and it's really not been that. And it's been tough to sort of navigate, I think. Yeah, I think that's why, for me, and I think a lot of people have felt this, like, I've really enjoyed having a sense of structure and routine and it's just I think probably been something that people have clung to like whether they did that before or not it's because our sense of normality was so messed up like it's reassuring and feels like safe and comforting to have a routine like I said about like the the lunch that I have every Wednesday like things like that that you know are going to be a constant and they're not going <laughs> to mess with your head and you know it's going to happen and it's going to be okay to to do that thing um but yeah like the thing with last summer it's like even if you do do things or even if you think it's safe if someone else is not doing it then you feel guilty because you think well some people are on their own and they're still they're still being really careful so I feel guilty that I'm all doing stuff and it's just like so much pressure so many emotions um it'll just be nice when things are back to normal you see people who are like socializing and stuff and you think my first thought is like well they shouldn't be doing that but then I think but if I could would I and then it's like well you can't begrudge people for wanting to see their friends and family and no. it's a really difficult one I know I know there, there are some people who haven't seen their loved ones since like March last year and it must be you know I can't imagine what that feels like because at least I have been able to see my parents a little bit throughout the whole this whole yeah. pandemic there, there have been times when I've been able to and I know there's who haven't and it it must be tough and I know there's people who have lost people along the way as well and I can't imagine I'm, I feel lucky that it's not happened to me but I can't imagine what it must feel like to not even be able to say goodbye to people as well exactly yeah like it is hard it's I think at the same time like our own reality is our reality do you know what I mean so I think because of that there's always a thing of oh I can't moan about this because there's someone else worse off but we're allowed to be down about this really messed up weird yeah like you know even if we've not had it as bad as someone else it's still healthy to like just air it and I know that we're talking about you know ways to feel positive things like that but it's healthy to have a bit of a moan if you want to and yeah we're, we're all allowed to feel crap like it's, it's been a ridiculous <laughs> yeah yeah even if even in normal life you're allowed to you're not your feelings aren't invalid just because other people have it worse but especially now like nobody none of us have ever gone through this before so whatever you're feeling is completely fine to feel like it's not nice to feel it but you're not wrong for however you feel however you cope with it it's yeah it's tough yeah and see I'm even doing it to myself now because this is what I would tell other people but I haven't been doing that I've probably been gaslighting myself as well because if I've ever felt down about it then I'll be like well what have you got to be down about like people that are much worse off and you know I was saying last week like I've not had it that bad at all but actually when I think about it like I spent a lot of the first lockdown out of work because I lost a job before I even started it that was due to them losing a big claim in start of the pandemic and then I got evicted you know I'm not sitting here to moan and get sympathy but like I'm doing it to myself as well. It's like there were things that I went through, but when I look back, think, oh, okay, like, yeah, that was, that was like, we've all gone through a lot, but you just forget because so much has happened. <laughs> but I think we all deserve like a pass. Like, 
definitely and it's felt like such a long expansive time as well like for all that to have happened it's 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 crazy so, yeah yeah I know. we do deserve it yeah I just want to clarify as well I got evicted because my landlord didn't want a dog in the flat I didn't do anything like mental <laughs> um just to make that clear um but I ended up somewhere that I liked better anyway so <laughs> to him <laughs> so what on the flip side has been a surprise positive of lockdown for you I think just having the time to sort of explore what we were talking about before like to explore those hobbies and things that we wouldn't be able to do before because I think I kind of needed obviously I didn't need a pandemic but I needed a bit of breathing space because I was having quite I was having a bit of a bad time just before lockdown I remember like January time I was having a panic attack in the Arndale toilets in Manchester because oh, what a glamorous yeah. place to have a panic attack as well <laughs> but it was because I just like <laughs> I was living this life where I was like getting up rolling out of bed not really having breakfast walking through. I got dressed at some point <laughs> went straight to the train station waited for a train that was probably cancelled or delayed and went through my work day and then I think my next train this sounds like such a millennial complaint but it was getting to me quite a lot see I'm gaslighting yeah. myself now as well but yeah, there you go home, don't do it like, <laughs> <laughs> I think my train home was like an hour just so you're under an hour after I finished work so I'm still getting home quite late and then you eat your dinner and whatever and yeah. then before you know it you're going to bed and the whole thing again and I was meeting some friends for for a meal which was obviously a really nice thing but I was just thinking I just don't have any time to sort of because I'm one of these people I need a bit of time to decompress every day otherwise I I just get burnt out and I was at that burnt out point and I was just really struggling with it and it was a January you know after Christmas it's always hard anyway yeah and they're like it's it's losing but I was really was struggling but so the universe answered but in a really extreme way I was like when when like we had to work from home and so I was like I, di- I didn't mean this yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. thanks but I wasn't asking for that much <laughs> I didn't really want a year out of my life deleted <laughs> but I think like it's given you that time to sort of I have had nice like ways like I do quite boring things like jigsaws and stuff I love that sort of stuff so I love them they're just a really just like you can just switch your mind off and yeah do that instead whereas I wasn't getting that chance to switch my mind off and like in no. lockdown one we'll call it um it was when it was nice and sunny outside we were getting up getting up at the same time but instead of going like straight to work I had like two hours between where I could go and feed the ducks and it was quite nice we'd go for like sunny walks in the through the woods and stuff and it was so it's like I'm thinking well if if life was like it was before I wouldn't be able to do this so like you've got to think about the positives because obviously I would rather be able to go and hug my parents but at the same time it's quite like I'd like to be able to do these things without but not at the expense of a global <laughs> pandemic but I need like I, said, I really did need the time but not maybe not quite this much time well yeah I mean <laughs> no like, one... my own thoughts has been no one bloody asked for that, but um, <laughs> that's what we're stuck with. So, I mean, if it's any consolation, you're probably not the first person that the Arndale Centre's caused a panic attack. But, uh, <laughs> but I can see, can see why where you're coming from. Like I was thinking the same recently because I used to like take my dogs to daycare before work, and I had to walk 45 minutes to take them to daycare, and then I'd walk to work, and then I'd go and pick, pick him up after because I know it's a dog, it's not a kid, but I couldn't leave him at home on his own because you know what it's like he has separation anxiety so 
you know, I should get him on the podcast actually. <laughs> I had like that stressful routine. Like I know I didn't have like trains to contend with. Like I know I remember that being really stressful when we worked together for you. Like trains were a bloody nightmare, and that was like yeah. a big part of a lot of people's normality, and it can cause so much stress in your day when there's as there are in the UK, like a lot of delays, which can just throw everything out of whack. Like a, a stressful routine around going to work anyway and getting yourself there and getting ready in the morning, getting up for a certain time and then getting to sleep for a certain time. And it, it sounds like a small thing, but when you've had it, we've had it so good and been given the gift of time, it, you just think, oh my God, like I would never have had this time to just um, reflect and relax and recharge. And that's definitely huge positive that we can definitely be thankful for and look back and think like obviously it's it's terrible in a lot of ways but yeah there are some positives there yeah you just don't really want to say it do you because obviously it's, it's horrendous the actual facts that we're yeah. in this situation but then for the positives I guess it's you know you need I think we need it because we've been through it all and it's been so hard I think yeah if there is a little silver lining somewhere you just got to take of course yeah and it's even if we're not able to go out and do stuff like the mental toll is tiring like that's probably almost as tiring as like those busy hectic lives so you need the space to even just process everything that's happening so I guess it it maybe nearly cancels out because it's not like we've it's a normal year where you're like right you all get a year at home and there's no pandemic happening like that would be the the dream because then you wouldn't have all this other stuff to process that's making you exhausted and stressed. But um, but yeah, we take what we can get. <laughs> so what's one thing that you wish someone would do for you when you're having a bad day? I think just understand that sometimes I don't really know why I'm having a bad day. I mean, sometimes you completely get it and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in a bad mood because this has happened. But a lot of the time for me, I'll just wake up feeling rubbish and there's probably a reason like really deep down but you don't always feel like sifting through all that to find out exactly what's wrong no. you just want to get out of it and feel better so I think like sometimes when I say if someone says what's wrong and I say I don't know I, that is the honest answer I'm not just trying to get out of yeah. talking about my feelings sometimes it's just that and I think sometimes as well people you know when you, you've not spoken to someone for a while you send you tend to send messages with quite a lot of questions in and if that question is a question of how are you doing sometimes I'll, I can't get away with this with a lot of some people like my closest friends they're gonna know so I have to be honest with them but like other people like if they say I'll just kind of skip over the how are you doing question and yeah. talk about them or something else. Yeah, yeah because you're like well do they really want to know like do they really want to know all this and do I really feel like going into it I mean, that's the whole point of the reason why I ask, you know, how's your day going? Because it's such a common thing. Like, how are you? How's your day? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, fine. But if we really went into it, like, get so much off our chest. But like you say, sometimes you're not quite sure. And it would take, like, not only would it be a bit of a mental toll, but it would take a bit of time to sit down and think, okay, right, what's causing this today? Like, did I have a, a dream that set something off? Or did something happen yesterday that I'd forgotten about? Or do I feel like extra tired because of something that I did that I've forgotten about or was it something that I've eaten like that can be a big thing for me as well like I'm trying not to eat gluten because I've realized I have quite a bad gluten intolerance and it really affects my sleep which is really upsetting because I love pizza and I actually had a bit of pizza last week and I think that set off or made it even worse like my week of bad sleep but I never would have thought about this before like I think I was probably just doing like a lot of the wrong things myself and didn't have the space to 
think, well, that's not good for you. Like sleep as well, like such a huge thing. Like I know it's a bit more of a luxury that we can take now. A lot of us probably don't have to get up as early, although I still try and get up like a reasonable time to ease into my day. But if I've had a bad sleep, like I've got the time to sort of try and get it back and then it'll just make such a difference to my mood like I can't believe how badly I used to sleep sometimes and then have to go through all the motions of a day and you probably don't even have the space to realize back then like how much that is affecting your mood like even in the the slightest way. Sleep is a massive factor in everything because if you don't sleep well you're probably not going to feel you're going to be tired and then tiredness can lead to cranky and then you can end up eating the wrong things because you just yeah. want sugar and stuff like that not there's any wrong things to eat I don't want to start any <laughs> but, no um, but it is it's a bit yeah, yeah it's a uh, sleep is for me and like I think I feel like I've probably been a bit better it, it kind of goes up and down with sleep for me like I'll have periods where I just don't sleep well at all and nothing can make me sleep yeah. well and then there are other I think maybe sometimes I tie myself out that much from being stressed and worried and stuff that I sleep like a log but that's yeah. not the right way to get sleep I try not to go on my phone when I go to bed um, because I think yeah that the same. blue light affects also I think if you're going on things like social media last thing and you see news and stuff before you go to sleep then that might affect your dreams as well oh but, God, like, yeah. so like I, if I do go on my phone I'm usually playing games but that's not good either I think I just need to learn to switch off but um headspace is really good for like I don't know if you use it yes. yourself but for like sleep meditations they're great I've been using I've, them. Yeah, I've had a couple of free trials actually, and I keep thinking I'm, I might just get a full membership because they are great. I was doing like little courses and stuff. It just forces you to take that time. Meditation as well is something that I'm really interested in, and I keep telling myself I'll do it more and I'll sit down and do it. But when you're first getting into it, you need like those guided ones to talk you through what to do or just to have that like relaxing voice or just to be saying the things that you need to be hearing or whatever but there's loads of good ones like that now as well like good sleep apps as well yeah and like even just like I've got a little box with it because I like the sound of rain that helps me if it's raining we've got yeah. skylights in our living room and if it's raining we're watching a film or something I'm gone <laughs> That's the oh, I love that so sound I've like the- yeah I've tried a sleep app <laughs> where you can have a a rain sound on it and I just leave it on all night sometimes I've been sleeping badly and I'll wake up throughout the night sometimes and hear it and I'll forget that it's not actually raining it's just so comforting <laughs> people probably hate it everyone's got different things haven't they but I've got yeah. a little box and it's got like about many different sounds and I just kept it sometimes I put it on a storm one if I feel a bit like mixing it up because storms um weirdly storms relax me as well <laughs> but um yeah definitely rain sounds yeah it like outsources all the drama from your head I can imagine with a storm just (laughs) it's all going on out there I'll focus on that instead of what's on in here here. yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what do you think is the best thing that you ever did for yourself I think it's actually talking about how I feel like like I've, I've blogged about my mental health before and I've got two Instagrams but my food and wellness one I've kind of turned into a bit of a mental health thing as well I think because at first I like we've talked about this before as well I was thinking well people are just going to think you're attention seeking if you talk about how you're feeling all the time but then I mean I don't do it all the time because we would I would never post about anything else (laughs) if I talked about every single time I had a a little meltdown but um I think but like if you tell somebody even not even on social media someone in your real life if you tell somebody about how you're feeling um they even if they haven't experienced it firsthand they will probably know someone who has and it just gives you that reassurance that it's normal to feel not okay sometimes and everybody 
like is it like one in four people will suffer with a mental health condition oh yeah don't quote me on the stat the stats are really high yeah yeah i can almost guarantee like every weird thought that you think is alien or not normal uh, another like a lot of other people will be completely unfazed by it and as soon as someone else says that they feel that you think oh okay you feel so much better about it like it, it is it's always talking like that's the biggest the biggest thing we keep saying it and you know I need to practice what I preach as well yeah. it, it's easy to say it and then it's it's putting it into practice isn't it that's that's the big thing but you are really good at that like I said so I'm sure you already help a lot of people with what you're doing and um, you help me I'm not saying it makes me feel good that you feel bad because like my my heart aches like when I read some posts sometimes but you know it definitely makes you feel less alone and social media it's a double-edged sword because it can make you feel very alone it can make you feel very isolated being on there and disconnected but it can also make you feel very connected if it's used in the right way definitely I think you need to follow people who bring you up and who like if you're following people that just make you feel down all the time then you're not it needs to be like I read something once I can't remember where I read this but it needs your social media feed needs to be like a magazine of all the things that you really love so like your family baby animals and nice quotes and just anything that makes you happy and anything else get rid of it because it's it's like it clutters in your mind I think when you're just seeing all negativity and things that don't make you feel uplifted or motivated or inspired so I think that doing that is and that's something else that I've done as well like I've sort of done a bit of a like any if I see something now that upset that not upsets me I don't want to feel like I avoid anything bad but anything that I feel doesn't really align with my values and it it's not making me feel as inspired or happy as I should be then I will sort of either hide the account I don't tend to unfollow because I feel a bit it's a bit final but Mm. I just make sure like hide hide. especially now you don't need any extra noise that's going to cause any further anxiety or trigger you in some way no not at all like you say it's about um just curating it for yourself it's it's a really good way of of doing it because it's so easy to use social media and I mean it's still relatively new really like I do wonder how it will be in like 20 years from now, but it's still only a few years old. Like Instagram's a big one, isn't it? That's a big one for making people feel rubbish. I know people can get argumentative on Twitter and Facebook, but Instagram, it's it's yeah. the toxic positivity, I think. Not, not positivity as in people trying to put out good yeah. messages, but the toxic perfection, shall we say. That's really damaging and... Yeah people saying look this is what you should aspire to I've got this huge following and I'm not trying to come down on influencers you know they do what they do it's a job and I'm sure they deal with hell of a lot of negativity and I'm sure spending like all of their time on social media for a job gets them down as well but I do wish that some of them would just post some things every so often where they don't have a filter on or they don't have makeup on or they say I had a really rubbish day for xyz you know not just oh I got sent all this amazing stuff and now I'm really rich and got all the followers so I can get all these designer clothes and look at this house I've bought with all these riches and look at this amazing like aspiration is great as well don't get me wrong like it's it's good to have like luxury and things to look up to and have like a dream life to sort of enjoy and just browse online there's still a place for that but it has to be about balance I think definitely I've fallen into that hole of wanting to influence a life as well and then I think do I though because you're on like 
I want to spend less time on my phone, not on all 24 hours of the I day. Know. Like, yeah, it must be nice to get free stuff. But I think realistically, like, it's probably the way my mental health works is I need to take that step back. And I don't really feel like if I had that life, it wouldn't be, it would be more difficult to take a step back. Because, like, you often see influencers, like, apologising for not being online and stuff. And it's like, I don't really want to have to do that. I just want to be able to have it off my phone and not really worry about oh, it. God, no, just come and go as you want. Like, it's, like, I've thought about this with celebrities as well, like, in the last few years. Like, the the life that they have, like, just not being able to go out and live a normal life or just constantly being known. Like, I don't think any level of fortune or fame can make up for the things they might have to go through. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure it also provides them some comfort. I'm not saying, you know, let's all pity the the celebs, like poor celebs. But yeah, it, it's not all that it seems. And I think it's good to realise that and just kind of appreciate normality for how great normality can be and yeah. anonymity, I guess. Like, I would hate to go out and everyone know who I am. I mean, I don't know how this podcast will go. Maybe that'll be me in a few months, but... <laughs> yeah dream on um (laughs) so what is the one thing that you would tell the younger you it kind of ties in with that really is that I would say don't um other people's opinions of you are not a definition of who you are because like I it holds you back doesn't it if you're worried constantly with what people think and um, oh God, yeah. like we were saying before about sort of not do not, not like not blogging because I don't want people to think I'm attention seeking and stuff like that but I've always had bigger goals that I have not full, like not pursued because of fear of not like about being rejected or having bad so basically like yeah I did a degree in creative writing I've always wanted write a novel and then like as I've now I'm approaching uh 30 <laughs> I've decided that like I shouldn't be caring what people think anymore and the reason I stopped wanting to because obviously I've got my job I like I write in my job so like a, a part of me was thinking well you do a lot of writing for your work so there you go you're doing what you're passionate about but I'm thinking but you've always wanted to write that novel but then the reason I didn't do that was because I thought I'm going to get bad reviews but every author gets bad reviews and yeah. do you know what I mean it's like I shouldn't let that stop me from from doing what I've always wanted to do like even if it bombs at least I've written a novel I've done it exactly yeah completely and you know what I've wanted to write a book for ages as well and did a creative writing class a couple of years ago and Mm -hmm. I started writing one and then I never went through with it so you know I would say to you yeah it is better to do it than to fear failing but it's the same thing that I should tell myself as well um I thought the same thing with this podcast like I wanted to do it for ages and like I was saying to you like I made a a list of all the reasons why I shouldn't do it because they were just sort of lingering in my head, but I hadn't really thought about them. I just knew I was probably scared. And as soon as I wrote them down, like, you might be rubbish. People might think, who does she think she is talking about this? You might run out of things to say. You might, you know, all this stupid stuff. And as soon as I saw it on paper, I just thought, you idiot, just get over yourself and just do it. Like, that. I would recommend that because it did really, really help. I'm going to do that yeah but it's it's that like it's not like I would be writing a book for other people like obviously I would want people to read it and I would love it if it helped somebody because I know fiction has got me through a lot of bad times and feeling yeah. sad and stuff so if that helps other people great but 
the core reason is because I'm really passionate about creative writing. I've always loved reading and writing. I've always, it's something that I just want to do. And as you, like, we've only got this one life. So if you don't do what you want to do in your life, then so yeah, so I should that now I think like I should have spent lockdown, even though I was still working anyway. I'm still going to be like, it's going to be like a, like I'm going to have to find time to write. But if you want to do it, you just do it, don't you? But I think I've had all this time and I could have written a novel by now, but it's start. You just yeah, need to start. I know what you mean. Like I've, I've beaten myself with that uh, stick, but also should is a dangerous word because you know you you do and you're ready and you do what's right and maybe it just needed this time for you to talk yourself into it and maybe when you start doing it it won't actually take as long as you think and like you say you've still been working so it's not like you've been sat around doing nothing um but you've had the time and space to reflect and obviously now that you're coming up to a milestone um that could also be the thing like I know I think when I got into like my early 30s I started like assessing like what do I want to do and why am I messing about like not doing it and not necessarily like I should be beating myself up but it just sort of it's a nice it's nice to have an excuse to spay yourself into action and think right well I'll do it now because it'll make me happy like not because like you say not because I want to get on the bestseller list like I'm sure you will but um also just because you love it and it will just be (laughs) such a nice hobby to have in itself yeah and we're talking about like having our like going back into normal life and stuff I think if I've got something obviously like I do enjoy my work anyway so that's not a problem for me but I think finding that that other outlet that we were saying that we, we didn't have before so yeah. like if I'm doing if I'm doing that and then I'm going home I'm doing something that I love I won't feel like I'm wasting that time which is how I felt before. Like even I could do it on my phone while I'm commuting home, that kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, it's a pretty fight. Fight. It's like it's you have to find the time when it's something that you enjoy. You will just do it. It's like it's not like time. Yeah, I can't be bothered doing the dishes. <laughs> I'll just leave the dishes. I'll write my book tonight. Of <laughs> you course, know I mean? yeah, yeah, exactly. When I did the creative writing class, the teacher actually said, um, a lot of people that I know who've written books have just written it on the phone, like on the commute like you said um and it might be people like I think I think you have this idea in your mind don't you of to be a writer and to write books you have to go off to some like cabin in France and um that that's your main job and you've got all this time to focus on it and of course that would be great and of course there are a lot of privileged people who get to do that but yeah that's not life doesn't always allow for that so you know if you if you want to do it you make the time for it and you've got to yeah, it can just be a new way of enjoying your time. Um, so yeah, because I think that that could be what like if I was feeling down, it could be the outlet. So yeah, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. But... No, no, don't yeah. be sorry. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's creativity, isn't it? And I think um a lot of people have discovered like hobbies that they might not have done for years. Like I know that's been me like with with drawing um I did it more in the first lockdown but I'm trying to force myself to do it more again now and like do a bit of painting in there as well um yeah you just start to gradually build things into your life I think that you realize are good for you and it it might not always be creativity or it might not be something like a hobby or you just sort of get to shape your life how you want to shape it a little bit more like I know some people have children, so they think they might be listening, thinking, I don't have that luxury, you know. Um, but 
hopefully in some way there has been like some positive that people have been able to take from it or have some pockets of time where they've been able to focus on themselves a little bit yeah hopefully see I'm trying to caveat it now this is like this is this is what we were talking about before <laughs> no, I'm like scared of being judged <laughs> I need to stop doing yeah, that for <laughs> no you don't need to do that no <laughs> so last question what is your go-to song that picks you up when you're having a bad day or just you know on any day that always puts you in a good mood well I could literally give you a playlist because I've got that many songs like I've got a really embarrassing taste in music as well but now that I'm approaching my 30s I'm just no, embarrassing you don't. that horrible taste in music I'll do it yeah but, <laughs> no we I, um, I should apologize because we have quite a similar taste so I'm sorry about like, that but, uh, <laughs> it's gonna up. I'm sure a few of my favorites gonna crop up there I've got two in mind okay go on so yeah. the first one is Gloria Gaynor I am what I am oh <laughs> you know what before this podcast um obviously I had a bit of trouble connecting to the video and I was like I'm just gonna put mm-hmm. a bit of music on now to keep me in a good mood and calm me down and I put Gloria Gaynor I will survive on <laughs> so yeah but I've not listened That's to what I, am, what I am for ages love that one it's uh, I feel like the lyrics just they're there like life's not worth a damn until you can say I am what I am so exactly <laughs> like she knows what she's talking about yeah. <laughs> my second one is a bit of Elton Elton John I'm still nice. standing yeah to be fair like have you seen the film Sing the animated film yeah <laughs> about singing animals I love that, that whole soundtrack could be it's what they, they mean if I was to say a film I put on it's that or the Eurovision film on Netflix. But of course, yeah. <laughs> they might pick me up films. But the soundtrack to sing picks me up. But in particular, I'm still standing. That is a good because one. Because like even going for a run, when I go for a run and that comes on, it proper like you know, when you get you like I can't carry on anymore, and then you get that second wind, that's the song that I need to <laughs> yeah. So you're there too. I wish I could see you on a run when you have, have those songs. <laughs> I wish I was walking back. I always sing the Arms up. <laughs> really good picks. I'm definitely putting those on after this. I really wish I could play them on the podcast. I'm probably not even allowed to sing them, but I just can't help doing it when people name these songs. But thank you very much. Anyway, that was amazing. Really appreciate you coming on. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed. No well, I feel quite chill. Now. Like I've got all that out. It's quite a relaxing little chat. It's like a counseling session, isn't it? It's really good. Like for selfish reasons, I just thought doing this podcast would be just so nice to have this chat with people and connect with people in a way that might not have done otherwise. Like not in such a structured way anyway. Like I know we've spoken about stuff like this before and like, you know, you can be open with you with your friends but yeah, it, it just gives you time and space to kind of think about some of the really burning questions. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that I'm the new Paxman, but um, make your own assessments. <laughs> and I hope you have an amazing birthday as well and enjoy Thank you. just being who you are. You are who you are, as Gloria would say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, it's such a shame we can't have that playing right now. <laughs> I know. And and it's only a few months till your wedding as well. Oh, yeah, so um, it looks like going to Boris's roadmap. That's just going to be fine. So get planning. 
Thank God. But yeah. I've got the handy to look forward to, obviously, because I have the honour of being one of your bridesmaids, which I'm very excited about. So we can really kick things into gear now. Life could just start again. When you think about things like that, that is really exciting, isn't it? Now that it's good, I think it'll be quite nice as well because it would be nice to get everybody together as a, for a nice celebration. It's just before Christmas as well. Yeah, I know. It'll be, hopefully, be, it'll be really Everyone's going to be in such a good mood. People will have had a few months to get used to normality again. I'm not going to say the new normality. I nearly said it, but I'm sick of hearing that phrase. <laughs> so there you go. That was Sarah. I hope you enjoyed it and I'd love to hear your thoughts again on this episode. You can follow Sarah on Instagram on at Sarah's Food and Wellness. And if you want to follow this podcast on Instagram, it's at Same Shit Different Brain. And I do post some resources on there, such as the one Sarah mentioned earlier with the uh, shout number with the emergency help anytime that you need it. It's 85258. I hope you're doing okay and I'll speak to you soon.